Hello. Welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message uh, will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Again, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. Like no other. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
works beyond your conscience. He works beyond your abilities. He works beyond your accolades. He works beyond your fears. He works beyond your struggles. He works beyond it all. He is the strength like Noah. Yes, yes, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. right now, Father, they are coming that they will begin to manifest, Father. Thank you, Lord, for every person in here that is dejected and also encouraged. Thank you, Lord, that they're here. Thank you right now, Father, for your presence, even work for them, even when we don't see it, Father. Your presence is still there. Hallelujah, Lord, your presence is so great, Father, that you move when we can't see. You move when we're sleeping, protecting us, keeping us, reaching to us, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you right now, God, for your peace. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you, Lord, for your guidance. Thank you, Lord, for keeping us every single day. Lord, we honor you even now. Yeah. Hallelujah, Father. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Trevor Stevens already said that um, I will be bringing you the word today um, in the absence of a pastor. Um, wonderful man, Bishop Alfred Jackson, thank you um, for receiving me today. Praise God for Lady Jackson as well. Amen. It's lovely to see you. Amen. Um, just want to say I uh, thank the, the, the Lord for the saints of God and I thank the Lord for my wife and my son. Um, they prayed over me. When I was weak last night, you know, they laid their hands on me. opportunity to minister to you as he's been whipping me uh, with this word um, in the best way possible sometimes we need a whipping uh, especially when it comes to what he desires for us to do so I'm going to bring you back to uh, <clears throat> get yourself together brother goodness gracious Woo. we're going to go to Galatians 6 one more time, verses one through five. Galatians six, verse one through five. Please stand for the reading of the word. 
and it reads, Brothers and sisters, if a person is discovered in some sin, you who are spiritual restore such a person in a spirit of gentleness. Pay close attention to yourselves so that you are not tempted to. Carry one another's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Let each one examine his own work. Then he can, he can take pride in himself and not, not compare himself to anyone else. But each one will carry his own load. I want to talk to you from the thought um, today, determining the burden you must carry. Determining the burden you must carry. Lord, we thank you for this word. I pray, God, that you would use me. Fill me, Father, even the more with your presence, that I may be able to speak the words you desire, that they're in season, Lord. Thank you right now, God, for God's people, layperson and those, God, that are, that are the ones who minister the word, Father. I pray, God, that you would encourage us to do the work that you desire for us to do, Father. Tell us, Father, that we have to carry that weight. We have to carry the weight of being with you. And that that weight is not, it's not hard, Father, but it's light. Thank you right now, God, for what you're already doing amongst your people. I pray, God, that you attain my mind, bring me in order so that I may be able to say the things that you desire today for your people, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. As disciples of Christ, we have a responsibility to fulfill what our Lord Jesus has commanded. We are to carry his, we have to carry this gospel to as many people, places, and spaces that we can. We already heard a few weeks back about counting the cost of being a servant of Christ. So now I want to help you understand how to prepare yourself for the burden of carrying the cross of Christ. Paul in Galatians referenced the cost of carrying the burdens of others uh, of, of others and our own, um, that, that by, by doing so, we would fulfill the law of Christ. But what is the law of Christ? Uh, when you go back into the scriptures, the scripture I read earlier was from Mark. Our Lord said, listen, Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord our God is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is to love your neighbor as yourself. This is what we would, we would call the law of Christ. This law, uh, this law of Christ commands us to love beyond the restrictions of comfort. It pulls, us from a, it pulls us into a dimension of love that cannot be expressed through selfishness and greed. This law tells us to be willing to carry burdens just as he does for us. Let me run that back. This law tells us to be willing to carry burdens just as, just as he does for us. Now, the issue is distinguishing what burden you must carry and what burdens you no longer need to carry. I'm here to offer you some good news. As Jesus told us in Matthew 10, Matthew 11:30, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We now hold on to the burden of Christ as ours. We once did work in self-righteousness to try and prove we were good enough, but now, through the saving work of Jesus and the infilling of the Holy Spirit, we do the work because it is what expresses our gratitude to him who saved us. A question. 
Are you grateful for your light burden? Are you grateful for your light burden? Do you understand the beauty of the burden that you now possess? The burden of Christ leaves you room to show love to one another, your neighbors, strangers, and yourself. So this new burden that you are carrying, let's talk about what you must know to prosper in what you have been given. First point, restore others and watch yourself. Restore others and watch yourself. Galatians 6.1 tells us that if a brother or sister is caught in snares, in the snare of sin, we should restore them with a gentle spirit. Let me run that one back. Galatians 6.1 tells us that if a brother or sister is caught in the snares of sin, we should restore them with a gentle spirit. We have a duty to not neglect our brothers and sisters if they fall. Now, a qualifier, because this has been mixed up a lot. This is an affectionate term, the brother that's used in the Greek. This is meant to only pertain to those who are saved, but, but fall into a snare. So this is the saved person that falls, that you are called to restore. This is not saying we need to restore the unbeliever to their original state. I want you to hear me, okay? This is not to say we are to restore the unbeliever to their original condition. Outside of Christ, that condition is still death. You're carrying undue burdens. You're to call these people to salvation, but that burdens are not yours. Do you hear me? We spend a lot of time carrying burdens for sinners. But then when it comes to the saints, we ain't got no time. Our mind space has been occupied by Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. They burdens. Ain't got nothing to do with us. We got believers that are dying, starving. They're the burdens we have to carry. They burden ain't got nothing to do with us. The burdens we have to carry are the burdens of our folk, the saved people that have fallen. You hear me? So we are called to restore our fellow believers faithfully and gently when they fall. This is our burden. This is our burden. We should not shame, gossip, or attempt to socially destroy the reputation of a fellow believer. As Paul said, you who are spiritual, restore. You who are spiritual, restore. Restore in this sense is a command, is not optional. You must restore those fallen brothers in the faith, brothers and sisters in the faith, that have a heart to be restored back to their original place with gentle care. Yet also a warning is given. While you are restoring the one that fell, do not be overcome with pride and arrogance. The same sin that fell upon them is now too far from you. That's why Apostle Paul used the word gentle when commanding us to restore. Another translation of the Greek, on Greek word here is consideration and humility. 
So leave room for self-inspection so that, so that you won't fall for the same tricks that may have ensnared your brother or sister in the faith when you help. Amen? Amen. Point two. Carry one another's burdens. Carry one another's burdens. In Galatians 6.2, Paul tells us to carry one another's burdens. This is a mutual carrying. It's a relational carrying. This does not mean that one person carries everybody's burdens. I know we, in a black community, we have an issue with eldership when it comes to responsibility. So we look to the elders first to carry everybody's burdens. You make a mistake, go where grandma at, where granddaddy at. But then when grandma and granddaddy's hurting, are you willing to carry their burden too? This is real, saints. Not only are you called to carry others' burdens, but the other believer is called to do the same for you. If you fall into a situation where your burden is too heavy, another should be willing, willing. Another should be willing, 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 willing. Another should be willing and able, 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 willing and able to carry yours as well. We have to be ready for each other's burdens. We've all been called to, be, um, to, to see beyond our own struggles and to, remember, and to remember others in their struggles. This statement in the scripture is very powerful. Holy Spirit, through Apostle Paul, is stating that no one is burdenless. That's why it's a mutual carrying. I'll see you, Kingston. <laughs> and knowing that, we are told to look for the burdens of our brothers and sisters as they do the same for us. And by doing this, we are fulfilling the law of Christ. Rather than heaping more traditions, customs, and laws onto those who are suffering in the faith under heavy burdens, lift the burden from their shoulders so they can be free again. Loving, loving God totally and loving your neighbor as yourself looks like this. Knowing you have a burden and yet being willing to help those that are in need, not because of payment, but because they need it. Fulfilling the law for each other displays to the world that we have the same love that Christ had and it proves that we're his disciples. Point number three. Don't refuse the need for help. Don't refuse the need for help or the need to help. We cannot afford to only focus on ourselves. As this world continues to shift and change, there are others in dire need that require our presence. Here Paul uses the word something in, in verse, verse three. Something, if you consider yourself something, he said. We understand this context in our culture, but it's a little bit different. You know, we say, um, it's our cultural equivalent of saying that somebody's smelling themselves. <laughs> oh, he's smelling himself. She's smelling herself. You know, if you consider yourself something. Um, yeah, you know, so, so like when, when you're in this position where 
you think that you are the extraordinary person, you have disconnected yourself from being helped or giving help. You must remember, you did not call yourself out of darkness, but Christ did. So, so we are nothing if he is not extraordinary. I'm talking about Christ. Be humble. Remember that you can help and be helped. Your burden is not so important that it overrides the need to help and the need for you to ask for help. Do not deceive yourself into prideful isolation. Point number four. I won't be before y'all long. I, I, I mean my words when I say that. <laughs> Point number four. Learn to rejoice inwardly at the work you do faithfully. Now, this one is the one. Um, this one is the one that, that, that got me. Uh, that, that really encouraged me. And I pray that this encourages you. I'm going to read this scripture, the scripture that I'm referencing. It's um, Galatians 6, verse 4. Let each one examine his own work. Then he can take pride. In the scriptures also, pride is um, take heart or boast. In himself, not comparing himself with someone else. Now, there are many that claim to do the work of God, but only look to people's validation as a claim to their legitimacy. For a believer, this is not the way. The one that seeks glory only for or from others will not focus on offering from their life and the works of pure presentation of the gospel. The one that seeks glory in this way is like a Hemaaz. And Hemaaz is from, uh, if you want to mark this or put this down for yourself, um, 2 Samuel chapter 18, verses 19 through 33. Ahimaaz was the runner. We, we usually just affectionately call him the runner. He's the, um, the runner that said, I just want to go. And it was like, we, we, you, we haven't gotten the message back from the, from the other guy to, to get the confirmation of the message that must be given to the king. Ahimaaz said, I still want to go. The Cushite came. And the Cushite had the message. And they said, all right, Cushite, you can go. So the Cushite ran. He was the proper runner. Ahimaaz said, let me go. Right? Joab was like, just go ahead and go. He was so annoyed, just go ahead and go. So Ahimaaz over, like, pretty much took a shortcut and, and ran around the side of Jordan and, and cut in front of the Cushite and got to the king first. Right? And he goes tell okay, oh yeah, everything good, man. We all straight here. Well, what happened to my son? Oh, I ain't got no information about that, but I'm, I'm, I'm just, I just want to let you know I was here first, though. Then the Cushite comes and delivers the message that Absalom was dead, which was the message that had to be sent, right? Remember that, that um, like, and this is something that blessed me, so I pray that you just hear me with this. Remember that those that are first are not always right. Those that are first are not always right. Examine your own work and do it faithfully. We like the Cushite. He ran steady. 
He carried the right message. Though it be sorrowful or glad, it was the right message. We have to have that same persistence when it comes to doing what the Lord has called us to do. We don't need to be first. Amen? Amen? It's an obsession in this generation to be first. We got a lot of wrong people on here getting billions and millions of dollars that were first. So then we concern ourselves with what they did. We start patterning our lives after what they did. How many guys want to be thugs because of rappers? How many women want to be all the single ladies and, and eliminating, and, and, you know, because Beyonce, you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, how, how many? How many? I'm not saying you can't like their music. That's on you. You're a free person. But don't pattern yourself after this person. Just because they first don't mean that they right. Amen? Amen. The person outside the faith lacks something I like to call the inner self high five. The inner self high five. <laughs> Y'all may have to trademark that. Holy Spirit, when you and when um, when you are doing what you sorry, Holy Spirit, when you are doing the will of God, will cause rejoicing because of our obedience and diligence to His Word. This inner self high five is greater than any validation of men. So we are not swayed from the path where others do not compliment us or shower us with praise. We know because of the Holy Spirit inside of us that we can continue in this work that we have been called to do. You ever have a bad day? This, 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 this is, let's keep it at 100 real quick. You ever had a bad day doing ministry? Can I get an amen from the saints? Because I swear, if you ain't had one, you ain't been in this thing long enough. Or you ain't really intentional. And I said, you hear that from me. You ever had a bad day doing ministry? And you're doing the work that the Lord has called you to do. You get no validation, no love. Nobody's really paying attention to your time. <laughs> but yet, Lord have mercy. You get this rush in you. This, this, this feeling on the inside while you're doing the work of the Lord and it rushes up in you and it causes rejoicing. That's that validation from the Lord saying, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Forget what they say. I see you. I see you. I see you. Yeah, they don't, they don't appreciate your time. I'll deal with them. Don't worry about that. But I appreciate you. I appreciate the work that you're doing. For this kingdom. It ain't just for the pastor. It ain't just for the minister. It ain't just for the elder. This is for the saints. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. This inner self high five is greater than any validation of men, so we are not swayed from the path. Thank the Lord for this thing. This is Holy Spirit living inside of us and validating us the work that God is doing through us. Rejoice then when the work of the Lord is being done faithfully. You don't need somebody to validate the work that the Lord is putting you. The Lord will validate the work. Amen. Whether a janitor, a teacher, a laborer, a lawyer, a CEO, customer service specialist, accountant, etc., when you do your work faithfully unto God, inwardly, you can rejoice 
with Holy Spirit who validates your faithfulness in laboring for the kingdom. The misconception sometimes is that when it comes to, to praising or boasting, that we're kicked to the curve. And we are told sometimes through a lot of false humility, praise the Lord only. While the Lord is in us. And he's saying, I appreciate you. Don't forget that. The Lord is, 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 is bubbling up on the inside of us, telling us, you are doing the work that I called you to do. Keep going. Keep going. And also, do not fall for the, the fatal flaw of this generation and every generation, the sin of comparison. Don't compare yourself to other people's works. That's why the scripture said, watch your own work. Be faithful with your own work. Amen? Do not allow yourself to compare your things to somebody else and say, I, maybe I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, or maybe I'm doing better than this person, you know? You don't want to get caught into that, that prideful state where you have now made what the Lord has given you all about you. Give yourself grace and only judge the work that you do by how well you have been attentive to doing what the Lord requires you to do. Point number five. Take responsibility for your portion. Take responsibility for your portion. This statement is not a contradiction from what was said earlier about having, uh, having to help each other carry each other's burdens. This scripture speaks to a personal responsibility. The word load in this scripture, where it says you have to carry your own load, in a Greek, it's a reference to ships and cargo, which we get, out, we get our English word portion from this particular Greek word. Usually used to explain shipments, just said that. Um, I'll say it again, though. Usually used to explain shipments for boats or freights, this can be understood as something you have been equipped to carry. Your portion or load is what you have been made to handle. It is your actions, your works, your achievements that will be held accountable before Christ in judgment. Do not say that you cannot be held accountable for what you should have been doing. Do not say that you cannot be held accountable for what you should have been doing. It's like when, when with the man with the talents in Matthew 25, verse 14 to 30, the master knew what he give, what he given each man. And each was responsible for handing back to the master an acceptable diligence and faithfulness from what they had been given. Do not be like the last servant. Trusted with a little and yielding a little, yet still blaming others for how he failed to deal with his portion. Amen? You must stay focused on the task. You must stay focused on the task before you and continue to trust Holy Spirit to guide you to all truth in every action and occasion. You can help others when they are down and pray that others have the same heart to help you when you fall. And when they arrive to help, do not turn them away, but allow the body to heal the body as it should. 
The Lord is at work in us, and we must not hold on to weights and burdens that will keep us from doing what we have been called to do. Accept the freedom of Christ that enables you to freely serve others in need. Do not, I mean, do good, sorry about that. Do good to your brothers and sisters in the faith, all the while rejoicing in the work you diligently produce and loving faithfulness to your Lord. May the grace of the Lord, may the grace of our Lord, Jesus Christ, be with your spirit. Amen. Amen. That's all I got. I fully, I really do hope that you hear what the Lord is saying in this time that saints right now are carrying undue burdens. Identify your undue burdens and only take on the burden of Christ. And in that burden of Christ, he calls us to love one another as we love ourselves, to love our neighbor, and to love the Lord with all our heart. Any other undue burdens, pray for help. We have a stigma against help in the black community. Whether that be mental health, physical health, monetary wealth, you know, and help. I think we might have our hand out fast, though. I'm not, somebody, somebody gonna break off for $5,000, I'm, my hand might be out. <laughs> but we have to be willing to receive the help when it, when it comes. You are not built to do this alone. The Lord didn't even call you to do this alone. And I pray that every saint in this building hears this with their heart. Do not be the one that disconnects the one that is burdened down. Pray with your hearts to, I mean, to, to, the, to the fullest extent that you can that you do not take on the character that shames a person that is burdened how can a Christian who is already shameful, was called out of shame and darkness, can look at another person and say, look at that shamefulness. Look at that pitiful. I'm better than that person. You are the Pharisee in that situation. You're taking on the heart of the Pharisee and there is no help for that person that has hardened their hearts to say that they don't need help. Don't be that person, saints. Hear the Lord today. Take on his burden. Make sure you know what burdens you're supposed to carry right now. There are saints around you right now that need help. It ain't just money. A phone call would do. A phone call would do. You probably see some people posting on Facebook some crazy stuff. Did you check on them? Snapchat and Instagram and TikTok and suicide notes. Christians. Nobody checking on them. We got folk in our own community. Hurting. Dying alone. Because we're too busy focused on our own burdens. Be free of those burdens and take on the burden of Christ that your heart may be free to help those in need and also to receive the help that you need 
but also being responsible for what you've been made to do. Amen. So we thank the Lord for the word today. And Lord, I thank you right now, Father, that you're the one who gave us the light burden. And oh, how blessed it is to take the light burden. I pray, God, that you would help us to appreciate what you have put upon us, Father, and also the many things that you have taken away from us, Father. The snare of sin, you took it away. Hallelujah, Father. Our sins, you have taken them away. The burden of that, Father, you've taken that away. You won't even throw that in our faces anymore, Father. That's gone. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that if there be anybody in here that needs to repent of any sins, Father, that they're doing that right now. And you hear them, Father, even in their whisper. In their heart, Father, you hear it. Move by your spirit among your people. And to the unsaved, Lord, that may hear this, I pray that they see that the burden that they're carrying is too much. And that the Lord, you, are the one that can give them an even better burden, this light. I pray that they understand that you're the only one who can give salvation. And that you free them from all sin and damnation. You free them from self-condemnation. Thank you right now, God, for your presence. Being here with us right now. In Jesus' name. So if anyone is unsaved and in dire need of their burdens being lifted, this is the call. The Lord doesn't require much for you to come. If you are a backslider and you are thrown away, your right as a name bearer of Christ, his arms are still open to you. He will willingly, he will receive you back and the saints of God receive you back. But to those who are unsaved, if you want to be saved, pray this very simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I acknowledge that I am a sinner and I, I cannot save myself. And I believe now that you, Lord Jesus, died on the cross and rose from the dead and took away all of my sins. And now I confess you to be my Savior and my Lord before the whole world, before my community, before my family. You are Lord. Save me now. It's in your precious name that we pray. Well, that brings us to the end of the message for today. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well. And give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com that's tabernacle of praise at msn.com give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you also we would like for you to sow into this ministry if you've been blessed by this work 
by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to help further this cause, we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world, on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.